many of you here as well, and always, uh, always aware of those who are listening online. And uh, you know, it's good to be back. Thanks to Gary for last week. If you didn't have a chance to listen to last week, just some some great, great thoughts. You can find that again on our website. Uh, uh, we want to chat a little bit about that as as part of the series we're we're doing right now called Back to School back to school, about looking at being a student and uh, what that means for us as Jesus followers. So I want to jump right in this morning. Um, do you ever wonder why you do things? Do you ever wonder why you buy things? And you're like, maybe it's after the fact, you go through your closet and you're like looking at that shirt and you're like, man, why did I buy that? Like, I never wear it. And why can't I give it away? You know, why do I keep stuff? Why does my garage look the way that it does? Why, why do I say things uh, and, and that, that later on I'm like, oh, you know what? I regret that. Or why, why do I feel defensive when people ask me questions, maybe about my faith or about, about other things? Why do I feel angry when I hear certain words? It's just that word happens, and I, and just, I just get angry inside. Like the word mask, uh, you know, or the word Trump, or the word Trudeau, whatever, whatever it may be. Why, or mother-in-law, I don't know, whatever it is for you. It's like it, it incites this, these feelings. What, why do I, you know... Why do I feel defensive when somebody posts something on Facebook and it's like, <laughs> delete, unfriend? Why, why, why do we do that? Do you ever wonder? Have you ever stopped to think about why you do certain things or don't do certain things? Today I want to take a look at that because how it affects each of every one of us. It's this one little word called influence. Influence is defined in the dictionary by this. It says it's the capacity to have an effect on the character, the development, or the behavior of someone. And the someone would be each of us or something, uh, or the effect of it itself. That influence is playing a massive role in, in our lives. But most of the time, we don't stop to think about or realize it. You know, when you think of the word influence, what are some things or some people that you think of? Who, who would be people that you think, you know, that's somebody or a group of people that would be people who have influence in our lives? Any, any thoughts? You can respond. You're in the room. Church, p- pastor, hopefully, parents, friends, peers, yeah, teachers, we athletes yeah there's yep athletes you know this uh this thought that we we think uh there's people that have have influence but have you thought about who or what is influencing your your life right now like right now in this moment you're like well maybe the guy at the front or the decisions that you made today who's who or what is influencing those decisions see we don't necessarily get to choose who we influence like i sure hope that we that that as kingsway we're going to have an influence on people but we don't get to like we don't get to choose that we do get to choose who influences us but we don't always get to choose who we influence and and sometimes as parents you think you know uh, as a parent you're like man i have influence over my kids and then they turn into teenagers. Have you ever had that where it's like, you know, why don't you think the way I think? And they're inside saying, because you're old and dumb, right? Like, we want to have influence over certain people, but we don't get to choose. It's not automatic. And then there's other op- op- um, times where people don't want to have influence, and yet they do. Charles Barkley was famous for um, years and years ago where he had this, <laughs> he's a famous basketball player with tons of kids that, Wanted to be like, be like him, but he uh, once, uh, during a game, heard somebody make a racist comment, and so he decided to spit on that person, but he missed that person and spit on an eight-year-old girl. And so he's getting fined and everything else, and they said, come on, you're a role model. And he's like, I'm not a role model. Just because I can dunk a basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kids. And there was all this outrage about that, saying, listen, just, you know, just because you don't think you're a role model doesn't mean you're not one. doesn't mean that you don't have influence over people. And so the truth today is that there's, there's, we are influenced by many different things uh, every day. 
And for us, it's important to think about who and what is influencing our lives and our decisions. And why does it matter? For the Jesus followers in the room or those of you who are watching online, it matters for us because of this word we've been looking at. Disciple. Student. To be influenced by our teacher. That matters because it's like Gary said last week. It's, there's about, you know, about following and about believing and obeying and what the order was. But ultimately, as a disciple, you do all three of those things. You follow, you believe, you obey. It's like you're influenced by, by your teacher. And if, if we're not, then we're, we, we fall out of that term of whether we're actually a disciple or a student or not. And so it actually matters. You know, it's not just a Christian thing. Maybe you're here in the room. You're like, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Christian. I, somebody brought me here today. Uh, they said there's free candy or whatever. Maybe you're watching online. Somebody said, hey, you should watch this with us. Come over to my house. And you're like, how does this apply to me? Well, it's just a people thing. Uh, for instance, here's, here's a thought maybe to consider this morning. Life is being made one decision at a time. Life is being made one decision at a time, but more important than that is your life is being made one influenced decision at a time. Every decision you make is influenced by something, and those decisions matter. You know, all the decisions we make, they don't all matter the same. Like, for instance, maybe this morning you're like, should we have oatmeal or should we have, you know, um, uh, cereal or eggs? It didn't really matter. Maybe you decided, ah, you're looking through your clothes. Should I wear a collared shirt or should I wear a t-shirt? You know, should I wear a suit and tie? Well, it matters if you're going to the beach, but it doesn't really matter for most of the things. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You know, should, uh, should I play Fortnite or Roblox with my screen time today? It doesn't really matter. You might get screen time again tomorrow. Or maybe things like, should I go to that party or should I not go to that party? That used to not be that big of a deal, but now it's a massive deal. Right? If you, if you go and you get caught, it could cost you thousands of dollars. And so there are some of these decisions now that, that, that matter a lot more. But for instance... You know, for all the single people, have you thought about the type of person you want to marry? Or what's influencing that? You're like, tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, but what if he has no character and is mean to his mom? That's going to matter down the road. You want to find somebody. You want to have this thing that's influencing your decisions to the, to the ways that matter. What college or university are you going to go to? What career path are you going to take? What's influencing that? You know, are you going to make money? Or are you going to make a difference in life or both? And what's influencing those decisions? You know, there's tons of different influences that we have in our life. There's people, there's parents, there's all kinds of those things, but there's, there's all kinds of them. My question this morning is, have we thought about that recently? Whether you're young, old, it doesn't matter. There are many different influences. And I just want to take a look at a few of them this morning. There are the influencers uh, this is like the group of people who found a way to get you to click on their social media and see what are they up to today. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo, all the soccer fans, foot, footballer fans, he's the most popular. He has the, the highest Instagram following um, and where people click on that to find out, you know, what he's doing, what he's wearing. Then you got in, in, in fashion, you got the, the K-Clan, Kylie, Kendall, Kim, and Chloe. Uh, you know, people wanting to find out what are they wearing, what are they, how are, how are they doing their life. Uh, you know, Beyonce and, and, and Billie Eilish make up your, you know, top of the, in the music category. And then you got in the politics, you got Trump on Twitter, but you got a guy named Narendra Modi from India who far surpasses Trump in his, his sphere of influence as far as social media is concerned. There's these people that, whether we follow them or not, have this, have this incredible sense of influence. And they found out that they can make a lot of money simply by influencing your purchasing decisions, dating decisions, political decisions. You know, the, the way we do life, that there's the, and, and it may not be one of those, but you may have somebody else that influences you. Then there's social media itself. 
Social media itself, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of those things that they've just been designed to influence you in a certain direction. Uh, there's, a, there's a show on uh, Netflix called The Social Dilemma. If you haven't watched it, I encourage, every, especially every parent, I would encourage every parent, just get Netflix to watch this for the free week and then cancel. But this, an incredible, incredible thought about how social media is affecting us now. More than, The creators uh, who made um, a bunch of the social media things are the ones who, who are talking about this in The Social Dilemma, simply saying that, you know, we won't even let our kids use what we created because we realize how powerful that social media is now in influencing them into beco- and controlling them into the people that they're becoming. And I think, man, if the people who made it say that, I mean, we should really be considering, because there's a power in this word called influence. And then, you know, it's not just the outside things. There's, there are external influencers, like, you know, the news, the media, fake news, uh, whatever it may be. It influences your decisions. For instance, if you're reading the news and you're like, oh no, the second wave is coming. Everyone's going to die this time. You know, you're hiding out in your house and you're like, I only watch online because I don't dare go anywhere. That decision's influenced by what you're reading in the media. And then there's others on the other side. It's like, it's just a pandemic. It's all a conspiracy. When Trump gets reelected, it'll all be gone. And you're like, I'm not wearing masks. I'll just sort of wear it, but I'm going to wear it under my nose because, you know, and what, what's motivating that decision? The information that you have, something that, that influences is is uh, helping to motivate those decisions. You know, our past experiences are, are, are an influence in our lives, and sometimes we don't even realize that that, that is the way things uh, are, are happening in our future is related to what's happened in our past. I remember when I first wanted to date Beth. Um, uh, I thought, you know, I'd ask her out, and I told the story lots of times, but I asked her out in the dairy barn, and she was like all grubby, and she's like, she basically said, no, not in this lifetime. This will never happen. A few years later, she changed her mind. But I remembered that moment, and she's like, you know, I might, say di- I might answer differently if you ask me out again. I'm like, no, nope, not going to happen. You know, like, I have been burned once. I will not even attempt. And so I made her ask me out, right? And like, then I married her, and we were all good, right? Like, I lived happily ever after till now. You know, those are, those are we, we don't realize sometimes how those kind of things affect us, but our emotions, they're influencing us as well. You know, guilt, fear, insecurity, the, the, this one I find huge. Like in our relationships with our emotions, how, how people relate with one another, it's, it's incredible. I have people who come to me and they're like, oh, you know, my brother did this, so he meant this. And he said, I've, people with relationships at odds simply because they assume they know what the other person meant and said. And really, it's not that at all. They're being influenced by their own emotions on the inside. And it, it is, it's crazy when we don't realize it. And then our five senses, you know, hear, taste, smell, touch. What we see is a guy named Devin Garnett this week. You may have read about him in the news. He lives in Florida. He had the SWAT team show up at his house uh, the other night, and they came in, knocked on the door. They were looking for guns, and uh, he's like, well, what do you mean looking for guns? And he said, we got a complaint call from your neighbor. They heard a couple over here sh- shouting things like, shoot, shoot, why don't you just shoot? And so they came uh, to say, he's like, well, we were just watching the Stanley Cup game. Uh, and it was like, they were cheering, you know, shoot, shoot. But somebody hearing this thing automatically thinks, oh, man, in our world right now, everybody's trying to kill everybody. Better call the cops. You know, it's, we're influenced by these things. And, you know, the, I guess probably the most important things is we're influenced by the truth that we believe. And we're influenced by the lies that we believe. And it's not just individual. It can happen in, in whole organizations, whole countries. Uh, in, the, in the 1700s, in France, the country was 
going through a food shortage, and there was a, uh, there was a guy named Antoine Parmentier, and he had found this food while he was in a Polish, uh, I believe it was a prison camp or wherever, but he found this food called the potato. And he said to the, uh, he said to the French authorities, hey, this, this, this food would be the answer to, uh, to our need in France. And the authorities were like, no, we heard that causes leprosy. And so they forbid anyone from eating potatoes. And Anton was like, this is crazy. You know, (laughs) this is is the answer, and yet everybody's going to resist it because of the lies they believe. And so he decided to play some experiments. He sent beautiful bouquets of flowers to the, to the royalty, and they happened to be the actual the, the flowers from the potato plant. And then he, uh, he, he planted a potato patch in his own backyard, but he put armed guards around it. And so every day the people would see all these armed guards and wondering, what is he protecting? What is he protecting? And then once the potatoes were ready, he had the armed guards during there during the day, but then at night he just removed the armed guards. And all of a sudden, of course, the French people went and they stole all his potatoes. That was exactly his plan because the next day after they had eaten these potatoes, they thought, this is amazing. Where did you get those? And he's like, it's the potato. And as a result, we have French fries. But maybe you never realized that. French fries simply because someone chose not to believe a lie. But in our culture right now with so much so many influences from all these different places from without and from within. It almost feels like you're, you're walking through a fog. It can for me. I don't know about you, but, you know, the other day, the other morning was super foggy. And I was like, I had to get up and go to the barn. I, and I couldn't even see the barn from, from, my, uh, from my house. But I'm, I know it's there. I mean, it didn't blow away overnight, so I know how to walk to, to get there. But I thought, what if I had to make this trip for the very first time? I look around. I have no idea which direction to even go. And I think for, for many of us in our culture right now, with the influences bombarding us, we just don't even know. Like, how do we even make a reasonable decision in a time like today? It just feels foggy with all the conflicting influence in our life. And so, you know, I just want to look at that this morning. It's not a new thing. It's been going on since, since time began. It's not a Christian thing, but it's something that we can learn even uh, from what a, a couple of letters that were written 2,000 years ago that I want to take a look at today because it gives us an answer, a real answer in how to navigate the days that we live in, how to live in the days that we uh, experience right now. So if you have your Bible, just grab it, open up. Some of you are like, are we ever going to get to Scripture? Yes, we are. And uh, so if you have it on your phone, you can scroll to it as long as you're not on Wi-Fi. And uh, Ephesians chapter 5, Paul writes this letter to, to, to the party city of Ephesus, and he says to them, he says to them these, a bunch of these bullet points in Ephesians 5, 5 verse 1. He says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you're his dear children. He's saying, hey, I want you, if you're going to copy somebody, if you're going to be a student or be influenced by somebody, imitate God. And then his second thought, he says is to them a few verses later, he's like, carefully determine. And what it means is just give careful thought or pay attention to what pleases the Lord. Think about what pleases the Lord. He says, I want you to imitate him, but I want you to think about what pleases him. And then in verse 15, he says, so be careful how you live because it matters. He says, don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. In verse 17, he says, don't act thoughtlessly. It's like, I want, you to, I want you to stop for a minute and think. Don't just, don't just act rashly or, or what you say. But I, he says, I want you to understand. I want you to know up here what God's will is and what God's wish is. And so he basically encourages them. And I think us, it's probably a good idea to do the same, to just slow down for a minute and stop and think about, think about what, what, would, what is the Lord's desire for my life? What, is, what does God want for my life? <laughs> if I'm going to follow someone, what does it look like for me to follow him? And Paul's like, man, I want you to understand it. 
And he says, so in order to help you understand, let me paint a little picture of what this looks like. Ephesians 5 verse 18 is his little picture for us. And he says this, don't be drunk with wine because that'll ruin your life. And uh, he says, you know, that idea of influence, don't be under the influence of alcohol. He said, anybody, you know, anybody ever been under the influence? You don't need to like raise your hands, but you know, by your smirks, there's stories, you know, I'm sure that go along with that. Why? Because when you're under the influence of alcohol, it affects your decision making. Uh, you know, some versions um, put it this way, don't be drunk with wine because it leads to debauchery. And we don't use that word. I love how Andy Stanley says that. He's like, you know, he's like, when's the last time you went and said, oh, last weekend I got so debauched. Like nobody says that. And yet he says, there's this, there's this thought that it leads to something that we weren't planning for. The other night I had a gallstone attack. So I'm sitting up in the middle of the night and I'm just trying to wait it out. And I was like, if flick on Netflix and I, uh, I see this thing called um, the truth about alcohol. And I'm like, hey, I'm talking about that this weekend. I'm going to watch this. And I watched and it was fascinating how they, they talked about this. This guy who made the documentary, he wanted, was hoping that it would be you know, great to, to be able to drink alcohol and find that thing. But he found all of these things that were that were negatives, but he said in this one part, they did this test. They had all these people come, and they had these lights that would flash, and it was a button, and, and they would say, okay, when the light flashes, push that button, and uh, he says, but when you hear this buzzer, then don't push him anymore, and he said, time after time, they videotape his people pushing the buttons, pushing the buttons, and then the buzzer would go, and they push the button, and he'd look at them, and they'd look at him and go, oh, I know I'm not supposed to push the button, but something else is influencing my decision, Time after time. Because he says, you know, that's, that's what happens when something else is, is influencing you. But Paul's big point wasn't like to go on a, on, a, on a massive rant about, thou shalt not drink alcohol. That's not the point. His point was simply saying, hey, you know how it works when you drink alcohol? He says, that's going to, he says, it's going to influence you and it's going to influence you in a negative way. He says this, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So instead of, but in a similar way, be under the influence of Holy Spirit. You know what under the influence of alcohol looks like. Even if you've never drank, you know somebody. He says, I want you to have that same thought to be under the influence of Holy Spirit. You know, when our world's lost in a fog of, of the fake and the, uh, and the false and the frequent influences around us, too much of our culture is just sort of abandoned truth. They're like, you know, you can have your truth and you can have whatever truth, but is there any real truth anymore? And our, our generation's growing up in this, this time where truth is just, it's, it's this bankrupt word. And yet, as I've been reading through uh, my devotionals, and if you, I mean, I would encourage people to, to if, you're, if you're on version, to look up the Life of Jesus devotional. It uh, looks like this, and it's 10 parts. It takes a long time to go through, but it's so worth it. But as I've been going through and watching the videos, I, I, I was uh, amazed to just hear Jesus re- repeat one sentence. That I just never, never jumped out at me when I was reading it, but when I heard it on video, he's like, I tell you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. And so I began to look it up and realize that John uses the word truth like 39 times, more than anybody else uses it, to explain that Jesus came to bring truth. And he said simple things like, I am the truth. Like the truth. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He says, you know, the, the word, the word of the Father, the, he says, your word, it is truth. And then he simply reminds people and says, hey, when Holy Spirit comes, he's the spirit of truth because he's my spirit. And he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. What if every decision we could make in our day-to-day was actually influenced by truth? What if you could sort through all of the, you know, the news and everything else and say, okay, actually, this is what's truth. And to be in that spot and make decisions based on that, man, wouldn't life be a whole lot simpler if you knew you could base it on truth every single time? And that's where I would want to be. 
But what does it involve us doing? It involves us listening for that one voice in the fog. In, in the mist, it's like looking for that one light that we kind of walk towards. I remember back in uh, youth group days, we had this girl named Libby, and I asked her to do like a, an illustration thing or a game, and she got all the youth together and put them all in a big circle. And then she put one guy, we'll just call him Brad, in the middle. And she said to Brad, she said, Brad, I'm going to give you a bunch of instructions to do, to build something on the floor, but she said, I'm going to blindfold you. And then she had this whole circle of people all, she said, just, I just want you guys to start talking. Just talk to each other. You know, you can talk to Brad, whatever, but you can't raise your voice. Just, just talk. And all of a sudden the room is filled with this low drone of voices. And she stands outside the circle and she walks around the circle and she just whispers to him, Brad, Brad, go to the middle. Brad, pick up that block. And as she's walking around, you just see him. He's just listening. He's like following her around the circle, leaning to hear that, that voice. You know, I feel like that's my life sometimes with the fog of all the influences that are, are, are motivating my decisions. That I realize sometimes that it's, it's that voice that, that, that I need to hear is the one that I actually need to lean in to and listen carefully to hear. And that's what Paul's saying. He's like, I'll be under the influence of Holy Spirit. He says in verse 5, verse 18, he says, don't be drunk with wine. It'll ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instead, be under his influence. And what will happen? He says, you'll sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs among yourselves and make music to the Lord in your hearts. And you're like, well, that's not what I want. You know, I don't want to be like the Smurfs, la, 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 la. Oh, my life is amazing, la, 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 sing it with me, la, 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 la. And you're like, sweet, we can go home now, we all feel better. How does that affect my real life? Paul's like saying, hey, no, he says, when that happens, he says, you'll realize something on the inside. That there's, a, there's a right relationship with the Lord. And he says, it's, he says, so and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and further submit to one another. He says, you'll be living in right relationship with the Lord. You'll be living in right relationship with others. It doesn't determine your relationship, but it allows you to live in right relationship. And so the question today for, for myself and for you is, what is influencing you really? Would you say, you know, you know what, it is the spirit of truth that's influencing my life. I'm listening for his voice. And maybe you're hearing like, well, I don't really know. I think maybe like um, sort of, is this a trick question? Paul in one other letter, and I want to close with this, gives us a, a little test to find out. He writes to the Galatians, and he writes similar things to them in Galatians 5 or 16. He says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide or let him influence your lives. He says, then you won't do what your sinful nature craves. When you follow the desires or when you're influenced by your sinful nature, he says, the results are very clear. He's like, this is how you can tell if you're, what influence you're following. He says, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility. Some of those words we're looking at, like, I'm not sure of all the meanings, but then as some of them jump out uh, to me as I was studying, he says, quarreling. All this argumentativeness. I think he might have even said, if he wrote it today, the online quarreling. Where people are like, <laughs> you're following an influence, but it's probably not his. You know, the jealousy, the outbursts of anger at one another. The selfish ambition, the dissension, the divisions. He had written to them saying, you guys are Jesus followers. You're the church. He actually says in the verse before it, he says, beware. Like, you guys devour each other because you're always at each other. He says, you're going to destroy each other because you're not allowing Holy Spirit to influence your decisions. Verse 21, he says, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, he says, but the Holy Spirit, he produces this kind of fruit in our lives. 
Basically saying, as you let him influence your life, as you follow his uh, influence in your life, you're going to see love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. All these relational things. He says, you're just going to see them happening in your life. Why? Because you're listening for his voice. You know, the, last night as we were sitting around afterwards in our small groups, one of the girls was saying, yes, yeah. she says, you know what, it's true. She says, I just realized that in my life that three years ago when I wasn't following Christ till now, She's like, I see those things in my life. I just didn't realize it till now. It's what happens. Holy Spirit just grows them in you. So as we close this, this morning, you know, how do, how do we know which influences we are to avoid? If there's all these influences, how do I know which ones to avoid? Well, Paul in his final two verses today gives us the insight that we need and the advice. And it's just, it's, it's really super simple. Verse 24, he says, those who belong to Christ, they've nailed their passions and desires. They're the influences of their sinful nature. They've nailed those to the cross and they crucified them there. It says verse 25, since we're living by the Spirit, since we're living under His influence, let us follow His leading. Let's follow His influence in every part of our lives. The truth is just simply this. As you intentionally say, I'm going to listen for His voice in the fog and I'm going to follow that voice, means you, you automatically nail all the other ones to the cross. You die to all the other ones simply by saying, I'm going to live for this one. I'm just, God, in every part of my life, help me. Fill me with you. Help me to hear your voice in, in every decision. Let me just be ready at all times that when I hear your, your influence in, in, a, in a conversation, your influence in a decision I need to make, that I'm going to follow that. I'm taking that. Why? Because I'm your disciple. I want to be under your influence. You know, the truth is we're all living under an influence today. Every one of us. Maybe it's under the influence of caffeine. Maybe it's under the influence of, you know, what your mom thinks about you. Maybe it's under the influence of, my parents made me come here. Whatever it is, every one of us lives under an influence. The question is, what is the influence and who or what is influencing the decisions you're making today? And how we answer that question, it matters a lot. It matters for us because our lives are being made. Our futures are being made by the, the influence decisions that we make right now. But it's bigger than that for the Jesus followers in the room. Do you realize he called you to be an influence in this world? To be salt, to be light, to be an influence. And the only way we ever have a chance at influencing others around us for him is to live under his influence all the time. So as we take a few minutes here, I want to encourage you online and in this room to think about that. That we might take a couple minutes just to answer those questions. Why? Because the idea of being disciples isn't, oh, let's go listen to a message, go home. Yeah, it was good. I did my Sunday thing. But to let that permeate our heart and say, God, what, what are you trying to say to me today? And then what do I do with that? And so the questions that we want to just uh, challenge you to ask if you're at home at the house party, to just, you know, pause the video at this, uh, once you see the things on the screen, and to have a chance just to go around and, and, and ask some of these questions together. Uh, maybe the kids go off to color or whatever it may be, but maybe you're watching alone, but you know somebody who's watching today. You saw them online. Maybe give them a call and say, hey, can we go through these questions together? Because I want to grow in, in this thing called being a student, being a disciple. And so the questions we're going to challenge you to ask and answer today is this. Who or what have been influences in your life? Think back. What's been an influence in your life? Was it positive? Was it negative? What jumped out at you from today's talk? What do you think God's trying to say to your heart specifically? What decisions in life have you made without considering his influence in your life? You're like, yeah, I just kind of made some of those decisions. I didn't even think about what God might want in that, in that, in that realm. Maybe you're like, I'm not telling anybody those. 
That's okay, but I would love for you to think about it. And then finally, because it motivates us for this final question, how do you think that, that we or you or I could make or, um, uh, or live under his influence this week? What does it look like for us this week? And then finally, just asking you guys to spend a few minutes just to pray with one another out loud, just talking to your Heavenly Father uh, and, and together. And so we're going to pray to close this portion, and then we'll say goodbye to our online audience. Would you join me as we pray together? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that uh, it's, it speaks to our hearts. That's living and powerful and active. Father, for some, um, it's protection. For others, it's, it's direction. For some, it's just uh, that drawing on their hearts to know you. Holy Spirit, I pray first for every person listening today who doesn't know Jesus. That is, they're sitting here hearing your word, that feeling that influence, that tug of your voice for them to, to come and know you and find life and hope in you. Uh, I just pray for them this morning that they would take that step. That they would take that step in trusting you for the very first time. Lord, for those who are Jesus followers, God, as you desire for our lives to be an influence and a light in this world, would you do in us today what needs to be done so that this week we shine for you, we point others in your direction, Lord, that they might know you, that your kingdom might come in our lives, that your will might be done through our lives, and that you would receive glory as a result. Love you, Father. Thanks for loving us first. It's in your name we pray. Amen.